Hey everybody, it's Matt Knotts with uh, a little bit of housekeeping before we get the show on the road here. Um, first of all, uh, I want to let you know that there's a, a little bit of a, an audio glitch in here. It, it sounds kind of scratchy in parts. Uh, we recorded this kind of at the beginning of quarantine when we were figuring out um, how all of our tech worked and everything. I've been trying to get as much of it out as I can, and uh, this is what I'm left with. The good news is it's for McGruber. Um so, you know, that that jankiness kind of adds to the flavor. Uh, it's a really fun conversation, nevertheless. It's uh, it's fun to talk about such a divisive classic. Also, this week we've got a long-awaited Halloween treat for you. AnomalyFilmFest.com, Anomaly Film Fest on the social medias if you want to know what we're showing this year. This week you're going to see it. We found so much cool stuff from around the world and locally, really. Uh, we've got just a... a unbelievable lineup for you to check out in the comfort of your own home. It's the Anomaly Virtual Film Festival this year. All details will be out on Monday. We've already announced The Legend of Baron Teo. We've already announced The Columnist. We've already announced The Last Blockbuster. We've got Jumbo. That's just the tip of the iceberg. The whole thing will be available for your perusal and enjoyment. I guarantee that that when you see what we've got cooking... You're going to want to be a part of it. Uh, it's AnomalyFilmFest.com, uh, AnomalyFilmFest on the socials. Check it out, and uh, without late belaboring this any further, here comes the Anomaly Presents episode, Anomaly Presents MacGruber. Welcome to the Anomaly Presents podcast, the podcast about genre movies, the genre movies that made us want to throw a genre film festival. That's the Anomaly Film Festival in Rochester, New York. My name is Matt Knotts, and uh, we've got a fun one here tonight. It's very divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. I found no less than three think pieces defending it on the internet today. Um, I don't know if that means that, you know, we, we all protest too much or what, but the movie we're covering tonight is. <laughs> That's right. It's the action classic MacGruber. Beautiful. Starring Will Forte, Ryan Phillippe, Kristen Wiig, Val Kilmer, and about half of the WWE roster for about 15 seconds. When I tell you I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> This this is where I say I'm such a like not wrestling person that I saw all of them. I was like, they look like wrestlers. They must be some wrestlers, but I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, they're gone now. <laughs> Joining me tonight to embark on this adventure are, are two of our intrepid podcast astronauts. It's Adam Lubitow. Hello. And Kristen Pelkwacheco. Hey, everybody. And here we go. Let's get into it. So MacGruber. Um, <laughs> I will start by saying that I unapologetically love this movie. Um, there are things that I don't like about it, but overall, I think it's a, a fun movie. I was going to say, I've, I've heard you talk this movie up for years, so I'm going to be it had a lot to live up to. Yeah, I, I'm afraid I, I, <laughs> I damned it with too much praise. But I will say this. Uh, I went to see it. I, I took my wife to see it. My wife. Um, I took Tara to see it. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was the first showing. It was like a matinee at 11 o'clock at, at the AMC. Uh, I think we were the only ones in the theater. It, you ever been in a movie where somebody checks their watch? It was like every five minutes. Oh, uh, no. The, the worst <laughs> is the, the size. Were, were those happening? Like every oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing them now. You should just have her do one if you don't already have one recorded. Oh, and that would be fantastic. So everyone else can experience it. <laughs> Let's all pause for a second so I can cut in a, a Kara sigh. <sighs> Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so it, it was maybe about six months before she forgave me for taking her to see this movie, which I didn't get really. It's great. It's, it's MacGruber. Like I say, there are no less than three think pieces about why this is a cult classic. Craig Mazur from uh, uh, Chernobyl loves this movie. Christopher Nolan loves this movie. Um, <laughs> the Christopher Nolan. 
Yes, not not just like the Christopher Nolan that works down at the golf course, like the Christopher Nolan. And it's fascinating. Everything I read about this movie was like, it shouldn't have been made. The the real uh, kind of pitch that I saw was, Lorne Michaels wanted to make this movie. We said that there was no movie there, but we found somebody that was bad with money that gave us $10 million, so here's MacGruber. <laughs> they really tricked him into that, baby. <laughs> The history of MacGruber is fascinating. I, I I don't know if either of you read any of those articles. My homework was all uh, trying to find fan fiction and also <laughs> because it, before this, I hadn't seen a MacGruber skit, so I watched a couple to kind yeah, of ditto. put some pieces together. So Did that help? Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it did help. Because <laughs> when the whole part where he just keeps like calling for things, you know, like MacGyver, I was like, I, I'm sure this is a whole thing, but you know, the skits, it's like it just drags on where he's just oh, yeah. continuously like, yeah, I think I just yeah. watched the two, two most popular ones, the Charles Barkley one and then the uh, Jonah Hill one with the oh, workplace rumors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that one's very good. Yeah. And then I laughed because it was like a C-Lab moment. You know, I, I watched a lot of C-Labs. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was like, we have 10 seconds left. And he's like, okay. But, you know, if you weren't talking rumors about me and then, you know, just C-Lab, you know, just explosion. I feel like the Venn diagram between people that really like C-Lab and people that like this movie is probably just a circle. It must Um, be, honestly. That's fair. fair. It's very much the same same kind of humor. Uh, So this movie, I I guess the whole idea was let's make MacGruber an 80s-style action hero in the vein of like a – you know, Stallone, like Rambo or, or Commando or, you know, any number of, of well, MacGyver, obviously. But it has that very, like, 80s aesthetic of the, the whole, you know, grizzled man in the desert kind of coming back to for the, the revenge thing. The caveat being that MacGruber is maybe the worst human being that's ever existed on the face <laughs> of this planet. Yeah, um, I, that surprised me because I'm like, not only I, I, okay, he's incompetent. That, that, okay, I can expect that. Whatever, but the fact that he's actually a terrible person that <laughs> that took me out. I had no idea why Koontz would want you know to kill her, and then he starts listing all the reasons why, <laughs> and they're really legitimate reasons. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was that was actually one of the two parts where I was like, is this going to be too dark for everybody? <laughs> yeah, so Val Kilmer's character, which is uh, Gunther von Kuntz, um, which is really just an excuse for everybody just to say Kuntz over and over again for, for 90 minutes. Pound um, some Kuntz. Pound some Kuntz. Um, <laughs> oh God, this movie is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a very silly movie. <laughs> it is. It, it's as silly as canon action movies in the 80s got, this one fucking beats it. Hands down. Yeah. Um, Powers Booth, by the way, is an MVP, I feel like. As, I could go for that, yeah. yeah. I'll back you up on that one. Uh, Admiral Faith, yeah. He's great. Like, I saw somewhere where it was going to be Ray Liotta. Like, oh, hmm. Lord. That would have been a wrong move. <laughs> I mean, I could kind of see that. But, but I think this, they went with the, they went the right direction, but yeah. Yeah, because it, it kind of gave me the same feel as like the Robert Loggia. It's Robert Loggia in the Rambo movies, right? Am I thinking of that right? I, th- I think so. It's been too so, long. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, you know, they go and get him in the jungle of Ecuador, I believe it was. And they, they talk up his, his bona fides. And Ryan Philippi, who, by the way, Ryan Philippi's last movie before this one was Stop Loss. Okay. Um, so he made Stop Loss and then jammed celery in his ass. Um, <laughs> the trauma. Honest to God. I said, <laughs> as soon as, so I was, I was surprised when MacGruber did it. I was <clears throat> I did not see that one coming at all. And then as soon as he said, never say never, I said, I'm, I'm going to be traumatized later. And <laughs> sure enough, I, just when I got comfortable and forgot about it, <laughs> it reared its ugly head. Let's, it's, it was I, Chekhov's Crucifer. Yeah. I, was gonna say, I don't, yeah. I don't know if this, if I, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm just going to barrel through. I'm going to say, I don't know Let's if I do can it. go down this direction, but I'm going to, um, I'm a gay man. I've seen gay porn. I have seen much weirder things. But I feel like that is such a, like, I feel like that falls into, like, the straight guy humor. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm like, eh, listen. That was, like, the part. I've seen some things. There might be too much information, but, you know, here we are. Well, that was, like, the, the part where 
like speaking of like straight guy humor, I'm using air quotes that you can't see, but <laughs> where MacGruber just keeps saying like, I'll, you know, I'll fuck you. I'll suck your dick. I'll fuck everybody that I need to in order to get this done. I was like, why, why, why did you need to say that? I think we could have come up with some other jokes that weren't, I, I don't know. The tone just switched and it just seemed like, un- I don't know. It was more uncomfortable than anything. Yeah, I, f- I feel I have the same thought that I feel like there is a fine line to walk with gay jokes. Like I have no problem with with gay jokes, but I feel like in this case it has to be more than someone is gay or something is gay. Like that can't be the only joke. Like it, I I just think of I kept comparing it to um, pop star since that yeah. You know, Yorma Takone. Um, More or less the same universe, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Shares a, a writer, co-writer, director. Um, I think it's something like the the Equal Rights song. Um, and that was so clearly, like, the joke is on the character who's saying it, not just the fact that they're saying something gay or someone is gay. And I feel like it didn't, this didn't thread that needle for me. I think of, like, the way... When he's rounding up the gang, and he sort of goes to the the mechanic, the big burly Fred mechanic, Jericho, and very homoerotics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> subtext there. It's like they're just <laughs> that was funny. See, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just say I have to back up a second. Like, which if, did you watch the unrated version? Because when I I rented this, and I had the option to watch like the theatrical oh, and Jesus. unrated, so I went unrated, and I know it was four minutes longer. So. There may be some things that I saw that that you guys did not see. <laughs> That's very well possible because I just went with whichever one was on Stars. Okay, so I'm, I'm guessing yeah. that was just the theatrical. So yeah, I, now I, I will couch this in the fact that I am straight guy. However, I didn't think like I didn't think that was particularly funny either. But I thought it was more like MacGruber is a piece of shit and thinks this is how to do something if he's this desperate. Yeah. So, I but I thought, do, yeah. have to, since you said that was kind of homoerotic, like did he actually make out with man in your version? <laughs> Oh no, he did no, not make okay. out with Jericho. No, no, like, no, uh, no. Yeah, I definitely thought no. that was at least homoerotic. Yeah, no, he full on no. makes out with a guy in the version I watched. So he he makes out with Jericho. Yeah, he does a, no, he doesn't. Jericho oh. makes out with like the, another guy walks up in this dark. Oh out. no, no, no! Yeah, no, that that's in our version. That was the big show. Okay. The big show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, I I don't know wrestlers. So I'm just like I know they're all wrestlers. Yeah, Naming but, them, I'm not able to do. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the mechanic that had the, the car up on the lift and then the yeah. guy came over and gave him a lemonade and they started making out. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. that was the, the big show, star of the big show show on Netflix. Gotcha. Okay. He, um, yeah, it. I think, again, that for me, that was just MacGruber's a giant piece of shit because that's when he, he violently crosses yeah. off the guy's name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, – yeah, overall, that that's kind of how that played for me. I didn't think it was. I think it was the movie kind of lampshading MacGruber's homophobia, just as a, a part of his whole "I am super macho" shtick. I think it was funny. It wasn't mm-hmm. good, but yeah. I think that's what they were going for. They definitely missed the mark. Now, the part where he and Chris Jericho, the guy that was lifting weights, and and they were like face to face talking about you know how much uh, Chris Jericho enjoys his dick jokes and how much MacGruber enjoys saying the dick jokes. That I think played well. Like I said, that, that was funny. Yeah. That, I, I yeah. laughed. Yeah, that, that cracked me up. <clears throat> More of that. <laughs> yes. yes yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't know. It, coming off of The Losers, um, for whatever reason, this movie and The Losers kind of play in tandem for me, especially the getting the team together part. Yeah, definitely. With, with a little less C4, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <clears throat> And then the fact that it was the funeral the same day. Yeah. (laughs) I think you could have used less, you know, F words. (laughs) You're fucking great guys. You're fucking great guys. It was a fuck of a day. (laughs) But, like, I think the the thing with the van exploding is why I love Will Forte in this movie so much. Um, Is because he just goes completely unhinged. And that's what I think is really funny about him. Um, I think that's really what got me when he just starts screaming. Oh yeah, I'm dumb like, and I like when people scream. They're so. like dead, dead. I mean, there's no way that they survive. Somebody's got to be in there. Is he drowning? <laughs> oh, hang on. I, I, wait. Here we go. 
because the trunk is filled with over 75 pounds of homemade C4 explosive that I personally packed in there with my own two... It's the you guys okay? That 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 got me. Yeah, <laughs> every single time, absolutely kills me about this movie. Is <laughs> the van is just a burning shell? There's nothing left of it. You guys okay? <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the MacGruber stuff I love when when he gets stripped from all his like machismo and everything, and he's just this desperate mess. Um, yeah. that that's what really gets me about about MacGruber. Yeah, the the go for broke silliness is I was all in for. What do we think of Ryan Phillippe? I mean, personally, I love the man, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have no issues with him. I uh, but I thought he was he made a he made a good straight man, and that like that was his job, and I thought he he did it pretty well. I agree. I think he he absolutely kind of nailed that the straight man part. I it would have been hard for me not to break at, at certain moments, like that terrible headbutt or yeah stuff like that i think he he was really he was great the and i just i had the part where he loses it because mcgruber used him as a body shield oh (laughs) he's wearing a bulletproof vest oh (laughs) pull over right now (laughs) you know yeah that that was gold yeah yeah and how like he just keeps being so confounded every time MacGruber does something so completely terrible to root, like blow their cover again and again. <laughs> We're in the control room, you know? Come and find <laughs> us. We're here. I'm here with him, you know? It's, just, it's like, what? <laughs> uh, he's, I, I think I love about MacGruber is that he never puts himself in personal danger. Never. The Kristen Wiig scene with the coffee. Uh, I guess the coffee shop scene was just yeah. Any time you let Kristen Wiig like physical comedy, that was yeah. I think that may have been one of my favorite favorite scenes from this movie. And just the the reactions of the barista too, like gold star for him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. I'm not sorry. I am sorry. Like. (laughs) (laughs) And she's tipping the jar over to get the change out. You know. <laughs> she's just screaming in the fetal position on the floor and the way she looked too when he was like telling her to take a drink and how robotic it was <laughs> i don't know it just like if somebody literally told you like open your mouth put the cup there and tip it back yeah i mean we all know how to drink but like the way she did it was just so like she's never she had a drinking problem she never had a drink before in her life. Like, <laughs> so good <laughs> So good. She's absolutely, I, 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 yeah. She, she's brilliant in this. That, how how much do we want to jump around? Do we want to talk about the love scene? <laughs> Speaking of physical comedy, that was my other. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it's for me personally. Like I, it, when the first one started, I was like, wow, they got like the lighting and the mood down and the weirdness, like of just. <laughs> Like how many terrible action scenes, like sex scenes, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Oh, oh no!" The look of utter disgust in my face. Where I was like, "Oh, they're really, they're really hammering this home. They, they are going for broke on this one." Yeah, that that I think why I enjoyed it is because yeah, because up at, at a certain point, it's like just mimicking like those horribly cheesy, over the top '80s action movie sex scenes. And then, you know, when, when Broken Wings cuts out and it's just like the sounds of Will Forte squealing, that that was pretty good. I, going through those articles, I, I, a couple things. Uh, it was apparently like over 100 degrees in the room when that was happening. Yeah. Oh. So he was sweating like an open fire hydrant on her. <laughs> um, and it was her birthday. Oh. Um, oh. So... <laughs> That's how she spent she, her birthday. She's a trooper. Yeah. And her dad left the theater when that, that scene came on. Um, 
back to back the two most disturbing love scenes I've ever seen in any film, I think. Because immediately <laughs> after we go to the cemetery with Maya Rudolph, her, her, his poor, murdered ex-fiance. I do um, have to say I was hoping for a few more appearances by Maya Rudolph as his, as his dead wife's ghost. Yeah. So that I feel like that set me up for a slight disappointment. I was hoping she was going to show up a few more times, but but I'll I'll take as much Maya Rudolph as I can get. That's literally she, the note I wrote. We could have had more Maya Rudolph. It's the first note I wrote because the <laughs> she's not going to be around much after she died. <laughs> In fairness to Maya Rudolph, apparently she was super pregnant. Yeah, um, like eight months pregnant. Um, okay, well, give it a pass the, this time. In the midst of that love scene, apparently. <laughs> um, also, the the groundskeeper guy that barfs was the cinematographer's dad, who actually barfed. He was very sick that day. <laughs> Commitment to realism. I respect right? it. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to do the super professional segue into the people that made this movie. Uh, the cinematographer is Brandon Trost. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with everything he's done. I think he was on Lords of Salem, Halloween 2. Uh, he made a movie called The FP. I don't know if anybody saw that. Might have just been me, but it was kind of a no. parody of the OC plus like 80s um, kind of like cyberpunk action movies plus DDR. Um, and it's a lot of fun. But he kind of he specializes in, in making things look that kind of retro way for not a lot of money. Uh, okay. And he makes a lot of great stuff. He's actually directing the new Seth Rogen movie that's going to be on HBO Max about what was it, the, uh, an American pickle or whatever that is. It's his first big movie, I think, since the FP. But I think he did a hell of a job shooting the movie. I think he does a great job with, with whatever he does. It looks way better than it has any reason to. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it did the job of looking like it was the movies it was kind of referencing. Just sometimes, some movies don't always always nail that right, and I thought this this one pulled it off for the most part. Yeah, I'd say like the montage of getting the group together, the montage with the car, the part where they're obviously the sex scenes, them um, where they're running towards the end, and it keeps cutting through like where they're in the was it the warehouse going after the warehouse, and it kept cutting. Like those low angle scenes of them running through the hallways. Well, I can think like I think a lot of the things that I liked about this movie were like kind of the quirky, weird one liners that they did. Because I wrote down the one where Val Kilmer. Like, I mean, it's simple. He's he's asking how McGruber. How did he get in? You know, to the to his daughter's party. He just walked in, sir. Like just weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Very simple. But, I mean, even that line where he. Oh, you know, you shouldn't have sworn a lot. You know, you dropped a lot of F-bombs. Well, because you're fucking awesome guys. It was a real fuck of a day. I don't know. Just simple <laughs> things like that, I think, were what made me, like, love parts of this movie, where there was, like, really great one-liners. I think, uh, like, Vel Kilmer was a one-liner machine in this movie. Like, everything he, he did was really... That, that whole thing where he's talking to Gruber about how he, you know, loaded up a whole group of... of the, the toughest thugs in the world and put them all in a van and packed it all with C4 and all that. <laughs> Went through. You did that too? No. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the part where McGruber, you know, he's looking, he opens the warhead and it's just, you know, all the wires kind of fall on him. He's like, I'm, I'm more of a three wire guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I see myself using that, like if something gets too complicated, and I'm just like, I'm I'm a three wire guy. This is a little bit much for me. I'm a little out of my depth. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. As I said, like the the sillier, the better for me. Like all that stuff that was just just goofy, it was was great. I love his big loadout scene where he goes and, and pulls the the cushions off of the, the couch in the RV and it's, he, he opens up the box and it's kind of like John Wick's armory. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's just paper clips and rubber bands. And celery. You can't forget the and celery. celery. They love that celery. 
I think what killed me is when he shoved the the thumbtack between his toes. I don't know why that made me laugh as hard as it did. But him with that dumb thumbtack between his toes and his stupid cowboy boots is just, it's great. Um, what'd you think of the license plate runner? Oh, Lord. The part where Ryan Felipe is just flipping through the book and is just like, what is wrong with this man? And how he's just whispering it under his breath. <laughs> just want to forget the license plate. Only for yeah, things to come to a head. And he's like, oh, the stars have aligned. Now I can take my revenge on this guy. It's just... <laughs> I do have to say, I was kind of expecting a bigger payoff. Like when he yeah. like finally gets and like destroys the guy's car, I was for like I was waiting for like some little twist to that. Considering I think if they had twelve million dollars, there might have been, but this is that's a, fair. a ten million dollar carryout. So that's, that's what fair. You that's fair. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> I think as the movie goes and you realize how disturbed MacGruber actually is. <laughs> Cause yeah, absolutely. The, the, the notebook was great. Like, yeah, it starts with the whole thing. You know, he, he was all pro tight end. He, by the way, I don't know if you caught how many purple hearts he had. I think it was like 16. I was going to say it was, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just as it goes on, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, PTSD or he's just the worst human being that's ever lived because he's just a mess. Definitely I was, the worst human being, especially after watching those SNL skits. I was like, wow. <laughs> just as <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I only ever saw like two of those, but I just dug the vibe of the, the trailer and I was like, yeah, I need to see this movie. I like all those movies. You knew these it was a love letter to on. what you loved. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It helps to have like the the ingrained, the innate love of the you know eighties eighties action, and I feel like if you have that, there's there's a lot to love about this movie. And I think that's maybe where where it lives and dies. So, like, did you guys have any kind of affinity for those movies? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely think like I definitely have a fondness for you know Stallone, Arnold. Willis, yeah, I feel like I, I feel like if you if you are running a, a festival like Anomaly, I feel like that just comes with the territory. <laughs> it's true. It's kind of the, the holy trinity of yeah. It, if they owned a stake in in Planet Hollywood, um, you were probably pretty into their shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like. Did anybody notice the the still frame when they were looking through the binoculars that that first time when like kind of like in uh, Commando where they're they're taking a look to see who's around and they they kind of go between the the three guys and it's a still frame on the, the three guys on the it's just me I, 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 I didn't catch that it's a deep cut but it's just so dumb like, <laughs> they freeze like people don't freeze in binoculars unless they're in Commando or Gruber. <laughs> I'll look for it on my next viewing. I was going to say, when I, <laughs> when I go back and watch it. the theatrical version, I'll, I'll yeah. see what. So I guess that's a good question. H- have I created a cult of MacGruber? Is this something you'd watch again? Well, that's a- <laughs> God <laughs> damn. Um, no, no, I, I- <laughs> that was a pregnant pause. <laughs> go ahead, Adam. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if I'm immediately going to go back and watch this movie, but I will say, like, it makes me curious what they're going to do with the series, or the, I think there's a rumored sequel. Like, I would be like, yeah, I want to see what they do with it. If they they find new ways to to stretch this premise and find fun new things to do with it. So, in that respect, yeah, absolutely. Agreed. And I think part of why I'd watch it again. I don't know if it's one of those things where I'm like going to sit down and uh, you know, I have the world at my fingertips. I'm going to be like MacGruber. I, I've already suggested it to other people, but the, I think kind of my problem with this, and I would hope maybe in the second film, they can kind of expand upon it is they just took the tropes and like dialed it up to 11. It didn't Mm. flip anything on its head. And I think that's something that I appreciate or would appreciate more because you know 
rewatching that Saturday Night Live skit, the one with Charles Barkley, where he's just being racist. It's like he's literally just being racist, and that's the gag. It's not bringing anything right. new. So I think that's my my piece with it. I, I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense. So. If they told me more Maya Rudolph, I'd sign up. <laughs> <laughs> more Maya Rudolph as a ghost. Listen, that could be the squad for the next one. Him, Chris and Wig, Ryan Felipe, and Maya Rudolph. The ghost oh my God. on their side. <laughs> yes. Uh, sign me up for that. Yeah, put put her in like the Oracle role. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and he just does the exact opposite. Or maybe she's an agent of chaos. Maybe she feeds into him. Like... <laughs> Because Maya Rudolph could do that. You know what I mean? She oh, could absolutely. even go yeah. either way. She could go like Sage or she could go, you know what you should do is just blow that guy's car up. You know, just. <laughs> I kind of want that more. Oh, me say, too. Yeah. I think it'd be great. <laughs> like her. It's it's not a great show, but her role as the puberty fairy in uh, in Big Mouth. I don't know if you guys have watched oh, that I, yet. I enjoy Big Mouth and especially like she she is MVP for me. She is my favorite part of that show, hands down. I've only seen the compilation of her saying bubble bath. <laughs> which which is also <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Like, if you've seen nothing else, yeah. that's the thing to see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> World-class voice acting. Ah, oh, she's, she's brilliant. <laughs> she's brilliant. Speaking of brilliant, I feel like we haven't given it enough time. Val Kilmer. Holy <laughs> shit, Val Kilmer. <laughs> I'm gonna say I, I'm trying to think. Like I, feel, I know I've seen him do comedy before, but I feel like not enough. Just so, think like there's like kiss, kiss, kiss bang, 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 bang. Yep, yep. yeah. Yep. And I'm trying to yep. think what else. Because when he does so, it, he's he is he is good. And I yeah, I feel like he doesn't get enough of a chance to do that. So there's a little movie by the name of Top Secret. Oh uh, my God, Top Secret. Yeah, how am I forgetting that? Yes, thank you. God damn, do I love that movie. Um, it is great. And, and yeah, he is. I, I am sad that he didn't get to do more comedy. I hope he gets to do more kind of in the future when, when his health gets a little bit better. By the way, feel better, Bell Kelly. We love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, he absolutely positively knocks it out of the park with this. I, the thing with Val Kilmer and with, with Kunt and McGruber it feels like it's just two 13-year-olds goading each other on the entire time to me. I don't know if anybody else got that vibe. I, I feel no, like this definitely. whole movie Well, it's like is college like, rivals. They're college rivals. So yeah. then it just like carried into their, their entire lives. Someone somewhere did the math, and McGrooper is 53 years old in this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I don't know if that helps or not. I feel like for me it does. I, say, I think that helps, yeah. <laughs> Be like, God damn, he's a grown man acting like this? Jesus. <laughs> no, that tracks. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah. he's got less ahead of him than he does behind him, and he still acts like this asshole. <laughs> but yeah, there's no maturity in either of them, and it's just so good that they just play off each other like they're on a playground. It just uh, kills me. Uh, you can just tell that we're all having a good time, which is only the marker. Like, if people are having a good time, then the, usually the audience is going to see that and enjoy it. Well, I also that's loved what they... his little oh, ascot. I loved his little ascot. <laughs> <laughs> and how he's in it... the desert dressed in all black with the ascot on. That was like the dedication. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. <laughs> I feel like that's all Val Kilmer. So one of the other things I read is that he didn't bother reading the script. He just went in cold. So like before every shot, he just went, all right, I got it. And that's what we got. Like there was no, right. That's Batman for you. <laughs> Val Kilmer rules. That's all. More Val that's Kilmer. It. Yeah. What are the Val Kilmer movies can we do? Ooh, um, well, Batman. Batman. I, I would not make us watch the Saint. I was gonna say, oh, I've, the no. the ones I've always wanted to see are his like notorious bombs. Like I've always wanted to see the Saint. I've always wanted to see Island of Doctor Moreau. Oh shit! That movie is unreal. The 
The problem with Boys the Saint is that I've seen it so many times because it was always on TV. And I think I had a crush on whoever the female lead was, so I just was there to watch it. <laughs> and it was just so... <laughs> I think it's an interesting concept, and then it just fell flat. Because he just did goofy stuff. Like, when he... Because the whole concept is, is, you know, whatever, he's taking on the personas of different saints, and so he would kind of be like, oh, she needs you know, Michael, and he's like this, and then he would, like, do this weird accent, and you're like, what are you doing? And why, <laughs> ma'am, are you falling for this? I just... <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> it's Elizabeth Shue, by the way, from uh, Adventures yes. in Babysitting. Yeah. There we go. And, also and other things, but the boys. primarily that. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Willow, also a Val Kilmer joint that we may want to Oh, read. yeah. I think we brought that up before, haven't we? I think so. I believe we have. I, oh, also I feel like that comes up fairly regularly with yeah. the Anomaly crew. Like that, that sounds like it's another one we're going to have to do now that we've done. Now that we've done MacGruber, we have to do Willow. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's do, on the list. We could do three Val Kilmers because he's also in uh, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. <laughs> The Werner Herzog yeah. lieutenant movie. So I've never feel- seen that. My only impression of it was from college in this class that I that I shared with like a film student who would not stop talking about it. That tracks. It's the kind of movie that a film student would not stop yeah. talking about. So I feel like we've we've got our our Vail Kilmer marathon down now. Hell yeah! Batman <laughs> too, right? We're gonna do it. Yeah, or his villain. Absolutely. Is that Two Face and uh... the Riddler? Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Batman Forever. Uh huh. Oh, then we get to enjoy uh, Seal. Let's not <laughs> yes. forget. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I brought that up the other day, and I got in a tech in a group text, and somebody's like, "Oh, I don't like Kiss by a Rose." I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> The Batman Forever great single? How dare you? And everyone went, what? I sent the screenshot of Seal with the Batman logo behind him. How could we forget? Better than that dog shit U2 song. <laughs> but not as good as the entire, you know, Prince Batman album. No, no, well, nothing no, was ever I mean, better yeah, than that. That's like, the, that's the gold standard. But Kiss from a Rose is up there. Like I, I don't understand people who don't enjoy that song. Like that's that's just nonsense. Can't be trusted. Yeah, that that song, as the kids say, is a bop. I don't understand. <laughs> I, say, I I feel like I want to hear about fan fiction. I want to hear about MacGruber fan yes. fiction. I was no. just about to ask. Thank you, Adam. Here's, I did a lot of work on this, and unfortunately, there is no MacGruber fan fiction. There's nothing. Off, right? There's nothing. I don't believe it. So, I checked Archive of Our Own and fanfic.net. Nothing. So, just for the hell of it, I was like, MacGruber, MacGyver. Let's just see what they got for MacGyver. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy the best oh, no. part about MacGyver no the best part about MacGyver this was just more fun than anything was looking at the crossovers so that's for anyone out there that doesn't know that's where you combine characters from two different pieces of media right so like yeah. probably the most insanely popular ones are Harry Potter right you're gonna have your any fandom plus Harry Potter characters but because they they redid MacGyver in like 2016, the TV show. But the guy who was in the original MacGyver was also in Stargate. So I found, and this one goes out to Aaron and Meg, I found a Stargate, MacGyver, and Leverage crossover. And I couldn't find the connection between why... Elliot from Leverage was there. I didn't have enough time <laughs> to dig that deep. But <laughs> then I also found crossovers with MacGyver and Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Faith, that's her, because la- I don't think Faith Lahane, they, cha- they <laughs> changed her last name to MacGyver. MacGyver is her dad, okay? And then people are trying to kill her while she's in jail because MacGyver's her dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. Good lord. I'm like, why'd you got to do that to my girl? Not fair. And then <laughs> the 
There was also My Little Pony crossovers, and it wasn't. There was just a couple. There was a Twilight one as well, and it was out of control. Hold, yeah, hold the fucking phone. There was a right Twilight now. one. <laughs> there is zero MacGruber fan fiction, but there is MacGyver My Little Pony crossover fiction. Yes. I gotta leave this world behind. I don't understand it. I mean, to be fair, it's My Little Pony. I feel like My Little Pony and Fill in the Blank. There is a crossover version of that somewhere on the internet. And MacGyver, I looked. I because I didn't know how long this was on TV. You know, I never watched it. I knew who he was. I know all the pop culture references. I was like, this man made over like 130 episodes of this show. Yeah, that thing ran forever. Yeah. It was part of like the the holy triumvirate of eighties action drama TV shows. It was, and I think that was the longest lasting of them because it was Airwolf, The A Team, MacGyver. So I guess Knight Rider, if you want to put it in there. So I guess if you were going to write MacGruber fanfic, who would you do a crossover with? <laughs> Airwolf. MacGruber and and Airwolf. It's going to be MacGruber and Stringfellow Hawk going to. Yeah, they planted a bomb at Santini Airlines. um, And it's up to them to to save um, Dominic because he's going to be blown up in one of the the sheds. (laughs) And then they they disarm the bomb. And then, you know, Santini and Stringfellow finally have that deep, meaningful kiss that they went for for like the entire series that never did. Well, you better That's jump good. on that. The world needs it. <laughs> I'm so busy. <laughs> yeah, really finding the motivation for writing is just so difficult. And then there, really you know, there's your undying fans. Obviously, there's a need out there because nobody else has filled this Gruber fanfic need. I don't understand. It's just still, yeah, no it still blows my it. mind that there's not, not any out there. I mean, what, what are people doing with their lives? The fact that there's nothing with Will Forte and Jan Michael Vincent in the same place at the same time <laughs> breaks my fucking heart. For shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The 80s, huh? Yeah, it might just be. I feel like it's probably the audience for MacGruber and... Is, yeah, not, not big fan fiction writers. Martin. Exactly. You gotta. <laughs> I think statistically, most fan fiction writers are women. So I, I think there's there's a need there. We can fill it. <laughs> See, I, I was a little worried that you were insinuating that the crayons didn't work on computer screens. <laughs> um, we can try. <laughs> <laughs> So, MacGruber, it's it's coming back. I think we alluded to that a little later on, on Peacock. I think they're in the middle of writing it from what I've heard, allegedly. Uh, and then maybe a sequel to the movie. Um, which which I have to say is impressive, because like, this wasn't a huge success. I didn't think like close. critically or commercially. Like, well, let me find out what the box office was on this. I thought they lost money. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I think they knew they were going to lose money. Lose think, money starting. I think, like, like you said, it cost ten mil, and I thought they got maybe nine point six million. I may be. Yep, nine point three. Okay. Oh. Budget ten million. How do I still remember those numbers? Why is this I'm important? impressed. <laughs> That's impressive. Congratulations, something actually important <laughs> ran out of your head because you know that. <laughs> yeah, what is my grandmother's birthday? Mm, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, apparently they have decided McGruber's time is now. And they're going to capitalize on it, which I respect. I mean, why wouldn't you? He's not the hero we need, but he's the hero we deserve. <laughs> I guess that's yeah, that's that's very true. Like I can't argue with that. I'm looking at the cast list outside of the the WWE guys. Derek Mears is in this movie. Derek Mears, the guy who played Jason in Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah. 
he's the isn't he the guy who Vilkimer shoots on the canvas? Yep. Right. Yep. Oh. Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing, the newest Swamp Thing. Just oh, only to catch. From DC Universe. Yep. Um, yeah. That unfortunately got canceled. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it got canceled like before it even started. Yeah, I think so. Um, and the legendary Kick Puncher from Community. He is Kick Puncher. <laughs> Excellent. Just, just a thing I wanted to mention. Also, <laughs> also Kane is in this from the WWE. Oh, I lost it. I was like. Kane, what are you doing here? I, every every wrestler they showed, I'm like, oh my god, guys! <laughs> and then just like in Deadpool 2, just gone, yep. snuffed out. And while it is a hilarious <laughs> scene, I still would have enjoyed watching whatever shenanigans they got into in a group setting. Do you know how much we lost out on that the great Kali was not in this movie for the duration? I mean, you had such big personalities that they brought in, so... Hmm. I just really wanted more Jericho. Yeah, he's over the top, out of control. Can't be <laughs> I don't understand how he hasn't been in a movie yet. Outside of this one. Well, yeah, because does WWE still have their studio? I don't think they do as much anymore. I think the last one they put out was Dean Ambrose in one of like the 16 shots or whatever it was. Or maybe it was The Miz in yet another Marine movie. Which kind of kills me in a way, because I think fighting with my family was a WWE Studios yeah it and, was and ha- have you had the chance to watch that yet because it was I loved it not yet I'm dying to because like so the cast is ridiculous that is a pro wrestling thing I have seen did so you like I, it? I did <laughs> like that uh oh my god Florence Pugh like that yep, year yeah. she had like three of my favorite performances because that was the same year as Little Women uh, and yeah, Mid- Little Women and, and Midsommar. And so I feel like those those three movies sealed my love for her for forevermore. Knocked it out of the park, completely different genres, completely different mm-hmm. characters, just crushed it every time. Yeah, that's a, the, 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 the versatility. Like, she can do anything. And so, yeah, I'm I'm fan for life. Like, that's just amazing. What, what an insane year she had. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and she's, she's dating Zach Braff. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that kind of a bummer? What? Yeah. Who doesn't love a creepy man twice your age hitting on a younger <laughs> girl? But people keep giving her a hard time when they need to be yeah. giving him a hard time. Right. Not, not to mention, he's like the manic pixie dream girl inventor. Like, ew. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. The slug. You ever heard the shins? It'll change your life. Fuck off. But fighting with my family, it's on. I'm trying to think of what anything else that they put out. They put out that Leprechaun remake, which I didn't see. Surprisingly, I know. But <laughs> that's not so good. The the See No Evil movies are good. Speaking of Kane, oh yeah, See No Evil Two is great. Um, depending on what you think of the Soska sisters at this point, I guess there's stuff going on with them. But yeah, mm-hmm. like that was fun. Vendetta was good. Um. Yeah. Other than that, they make marine movies, and those are all dog shit. Um, Which I mean, it, it, I mean, because wrestlers have charisma. There's not if yeah, you're a face it, or a heel, you you have some sort of charisma, whether that get positive or negative responses. Yeah. Which is why Kane, as a murderous you know serial killer, is great. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. Kane is also the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Stop. Shut the what? front door. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 I learned something new today. Yeah. So, so Adam, for you, that's the guy that was throwing the knives at the targets. Okay. Because I feel like I need to do like printouts of of pro wrestlers' faces so I can identify them. Because I feel like at this point they show up so often, and I usually, like I said, have some vague glimmer in my mind. Like I bet that's I bet that's a wrestler. But I really have no earthly idea. I'll tell you what. If you take a picture, I will be your wrestler Shazam. You can send it my way. And I'll try to like, he's I may take wrestler? you up on that. Yeah, he's yeah. giving a wrestler aura, but I can't figure it out. Who is this person? Yeah, uh, this look, names people. This <laughs> happens all the time. Let me tell you. 
Yep. Just, nope, that's Randy Orton. Yep. Yeah. There's just something about like their faces and particularly their body type. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a, definitely, definitely body type. Yeah, where they're muscular, but it's not defined. I yeah. I will tell you this: having been around some of the the WWE wrestlers, I can't say this for the indie guys because I'm usually bigger than most of the indie guys. Um, that's no shade on the indie guys because they're in way better shape than I am. Um, but the WWE guys, their heads are the size of fucking Easter Island statues. <laughs> so the camera doesn't have to be that close and we can all see their faces is that what that's it It, it's like it's like nba jam big head mode but in real life like all their heads are fucking gigantic (laughs) nice so so adam yeah there's there's a tip for you if you're watching a movie you're like man that guy's noggin is fucking huge he's a wrestler (laughs) i'm writing all these down Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) Yep. This is going to be very helpful for me. Yep. If you squint and it kind of looks like Jern Cerner, it's it's a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, the good news uh, is Lucha Underground has four seasons on Tubi, so I can... Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, please, please watch those. They're oh, my God. so good. I'm, I'm only on... I think Netflix had two seasons yeah that sounds right so i watched whatever two i, I watched whatever they had on there because i just loved it i was like not only were the wrestlers extremely talented but the stories were i mean it was like a big telenovela so that's exactly it i i feel like at some point we'll have to do a, a bonus episode of of lucha underground because i would love to sit and talk about that because it's so much fun and it's great i mean i mean you don't have like, yes, when you watch WWE, you have, like, your favorite wrestlers, but I think what was, what's, what I like about Lucha Underground is they just kept bringing in new people, and, like, other people would kind of take a break, so you didn't get sick of them. So it's, like, yeah. a new story, a new rivalry, new things, and it happened quickly. It happens in the WWE, but it, it feels like that, like, would take forever. Right, every couple of weeks you get somebody else to pay attention to. Yeah. And Drago's an actual fucking dragon. He, that man is nuts. Oh my god. Drago Aerostar. By the way, the Lucha Bros are all over the place now. Uh, uh, Pentagon and... Um, Pentagon's nuts. They, and I think I just love the personas. That's yeah. what... I just... Like, they're real, big, unique characters. Yeah. Pentagon and Phoenix are all over AEW now, and they're so good because they're real life brothers, and they're a tag team, and they're great. Um, yeah, it's just so good. Ar Fox and, and well, what was his name in um, Lucha Underground? It wasn't Killshot; it was the other guy. Oh, mm. oh, frick! I can't remember. It's been a it's yeah. been a hot minute since I've watched it. But oh my god, so good. Um, and at some point we'll go to an indie show so you can meet, meet Son of Havoc because he's always around he's so talented oh my god he was so good <laughs> he used to irritate me but I was like then I just grew to love him he just grew on me <laughs> sweetest man on earth he's the best uh, actually also the star of um, our friend Zach and BJ's movie Powerbomb Matt Cross okay yeah so if you saw Powerbomb, he was uh, Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. It's Matt Cross. He's the absolute sweetest human being that's ever existed. He's the best. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, as a little kid, my brother's favorite was Ultimate Warrior, and mine was Hulk Hogan. So when you grow up and then find out that he's a monster, it's crushing dreams, okay? <laughs> Both of those guys were absolute monsters. They sure so. were. They sure were. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're finding out more and more that a lot of the modern guys are also monsters. I'm looking at you, Joey Ryan. Um, but allegedly, I should throw that out there. Um, but yeah, the, the the folks that I've had the chance to meet, like Matt Cross is, is super sweet. Orange Cassidy is a super nice guy. Like, yeah, there's a lot of really cool, decent indie wrestlers out there. WWE guys are pretty cool, too, I, I would imagine. I haven't met many of them, but yeah. Roddy Piper was cool before he died. Giant head. Can confirm. <laughs> Holy shit. 
Like I got pulled toward him. It was, uh, it was, it was a lot. Um, Virgil is, is exactly what you hear. He's just, he wants your money. But other than that. <laughs> so MacGruber. Uh, <laughs> Back on that. Well, I feel like action films and wrestling go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Especially this one. <laughs> exactly. A warranted so, tangent. <laughs> yeah. So. MacGruber. Yeah. I, do we have. I don't even know where to pick up anymore. Um, how'd you feel about the ending? The the pictures were funny, like the pictures at the wedding. I'm gonna say that that was great. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed the stills. I, I enjoyed the overkill on Kunt. I thought that was pretty fun. <laughs> um, yeah, not surprising considering. <laughs> oh, him and the what was it, Cassie Maya Rudolph showing up like behind Kristen Wig, and then him turning <laughs> to whisper to her and. Kristen Wiig just being so confused. Like, what? <laughs> I'm going to be like, girl, you're too good for him. You need to run. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she knows exactly what she's getting into. So uh, if she's signing up, more power to her. If there were ever two people more compatible for each other, it would be McGruber and Vicky St. Elmo. Like, both of them right? are just frozen in amber. Just these two... <laughs> And the way they describe each other obviously mirrored each other, where they just like she's got oh. a hot bod and a, you know, whatever. It's like, oh my lord, God, <laughs> such, uh, it's horrifying. I don't understand. I don't want to go back to the sex scene, but why do they always have to play with the the belly button? It's just weird. Yeah, and then they, and then you had to see it twice. So it was yeah, <laughs> three times. I saw Will Forte's belly button three times in this movie because it's twice in the sex scenes, and once he shoves a quarter into it when he's putting together his whole loadout. So I have to ask: Were you having flashbacks during Extraordinary? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a. To, to pull back the curtain for a minute, you can't. I can't tell you how happy I was. I mean, when we did the the thing with with the folks from Extraordinary, I can't tell you how happy I was that Will Forte wasn't there, um, <laughs> because that would have been incredibly awkward for me, and it would have turned into either a Farley thing or it would have just been like, dude, what's with your belly button? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm sorry I, to hear this, but what's with your belly button? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he would respect that. I feel like he probably doesn't get to to tackle that subject often enough, <laughs> based on what I've seen from his, his movies. <laughs> and I feel like he'd be on board. See, and that's the thing. I, I think it speaks to he's a damn good actor. Um, that just has a weird ass brain like i don't yeah and i think that's what really sells it for me in this and and extraordinary like i i think he's i don't know i i for me will forte is like the 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 next evolution and, and pick whatever direction you want from from will ferrell like will ferrell was kind of a a weirdo but the every weirdo and will forte is just kind of like through that looking glass one more time like it's that multiplicity copy of a copy thing where it's just not quite right <laughs> but but in the best way yeah no I, I yeah i absolutely love him and, and yeah he, he obviously it's his movie but he absolutely sells it for me because yeah he's so bizarre his death this sounds terrible his desperation is hilarious um yeah <laughs> Like anytime he he goes off the handle and has just completely lost the plot, it never stops me from laugh. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there is no MacGruber without him. Oh no. So, what what final thoughts do we have about MacGruber or about the the world of professional wrestling? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can go. Um, Go for it. I, if you like action films, especially like from the 80s, 90s, definitely worth a shot if you haven't seen it before. And uh, 
you know, WWE Studios, what are you doing? Make more like, you know, <laughs> you utilize your wrestlers. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> you know what I want to see, KP? I think The New Day needs a movie. Oh, my God. They need a TV show. Give them a cartoon. <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Let's, let's give them a cartoon, but let's do an adult swim with them. I think that oh, would be fun. Oh, God. <laughs> that let's would take be the restrictor off it. Adam, I'll send you a link of the new day afterwards so you can see what we're talking about. Excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm They're excited phenomenal. about putting together my professional wrestling identification guide. <laughs> They're not all th- thirst traps like Finn Balor. Some of them are actually funny. Um, <laughs> all right. I mean, fine. I'm, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> But, but yeah, bringing it back to Ruber, like I, I feel like the, the highest compliment I can, I can come up with is like I, I can see what you see in this movie. I like, I didn't watch this and go, what the hell are you thinking? Like, I came out, I was like, yeah, I, I, I get it, and I'm, I'm ready for Magruber too. Well, thank you, Adam. I, my... <laughs> My biggest concern with this, and I said it kind of before we started the show, my biggest concern was I was going to get into this, and Adam and KP were both going to say, you know what, Matt? I don't think we're friends anymore. Um, (laughs) End of podcast. (laughs) And we're really rethinking your involvement in this whole situation. (laughs) I'm glad that wasn't the case. I'm glad you kind of saw where I was going. Um, It's definitely a... I wouldn't say a weird one, but it's all over the place. It's a lot sometimes. Um, But yeah, thank you for watching. I know I've, I've hyped it for probably way too long. I kind of (laughs) lost some of the punch, but I mean, shit, all the explosions have a giant cat. That's Are we we connected by ESP? Because I was literally just like, I was looking at my notebook where I had that written and I was like, how did I not mention that? (laughs) Ditto. Because yeah, the first time it happened, I was like, wait, wait, did that just, and then it happened again. I was like, okay, okay. I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, it's a full-on like Jaguar at the end of every explosion, and it's fucking great. And I think that really epitomizes the movie, like yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> what is the movie? Explosions and bobcats just screaming. That's yeah. <laughs> How do we punch up an explosion? Let's just put a big cat scream at the end of every single one of them. <laughs> and goddamn it, it works in spite of itself, and, and that's absolutely yeah. Um, I, I saw them say in one of those three think pieces possibly over defending it um all they did was give them 10 million dollars and leave them alone to make whatever they wanted to make um and they did a damn good job of that i think i'd say so yeah yeah they they absolutely made the movie they wanted to make which all respect they did and and it's it's found an audience against all odds (laughs) Um, and I guess long live MacGruber. Absolutely. Until whatever happens next. So, so I guess with that, it's, this has been anomaly presents the podcast about genre films talking about a genre film festival. That's the anomaly film festival. It's taking place this November, right? Do I remember that right? Yes. I feel like that's when it is. November 12th or 15th? November 12th through the 15th. Hell or high water. (laughs) Hell or high water. Fuck a pandemic, we're doing this. (laughs) Um, Keep an eye on AnomalyFilmFest.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Close your eyes, we're on the inside of your eyelids. (laughs) We're we're coming for you. Um, We're we're really trying to plan to, to make something great for you 2020 has been kind of a shit show um but we're looking to go out strong with with a really fun film festival for everybody um we're looking forward to to seeing you in any form or fashion we can and uh we're gonna bring you some cool movies um come watch them tell me how much you love or hate mcgruber (laughs) you could say 2020 is literally that explosion with bobcat that's right I think that's, that's right. this year so far. There it is. That's right. And at our next anomaly event, the first person that, that finds me and has uh, celery in their ass 
um, <laughs> probably gets ejected, but I'll, I'll find something for you to give you. Um, <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can think of maybe about two people that'll do it. So, um, <laughs> on behalf of Adam and KP, thank you for joining us for Anomaly Presents. I, I hope we see you at the, the festival, um, and I hope you listen to more of our podcast because you know that's fun too. Um, take care, go watch some good movies, and and we'll see you next time. If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.